0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Diane Hamilton. She is the author of Cracking the Curiosity Code, The Key to Unlocking Human Potential. Great to have you with us in studio.
1: Oh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. So this is your fourth book. It is. It's hard to believe. Just, this one's taken me quite a bit longer than any <laughs> other ones. But, yeah. Why is that? Well, it's very complex. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, doing something that nobody's done before. We have research that is kind of... Um, unique in the fact that there's research out there about curiosity, but there's not research out there as much focused on the things that hold people back from being curious. So part of the book was not just to write the book, but to create the curiosity code index that you can get along with the book, which is an assessment, uh, kind right. of like a personality assessment. You've seen like emotional intelligence tests. Yeah, and, I think I've done one this before actually. Yeah. It's kind of like that where you take a test online, and it comes back and gives you your results. Uh, It's something that could be administered through HR professionals or... or, even uh, qualified consultants and a lot of people can train to to take it. It's going to be more focused on trying to get the uh, leaders and uh, consultants and HR professionals to kind of realize that this is what we want for our culture because everybody's struggling with engagement, with innovation, with productivity issues. And the big thing that it all comes back to is curiosity. How do you know that? Is that just from your research? Yeah, we did a lot of research and from studies, right? Well, if you look at right now, they're spending hundreds of billions a year. It's you hear everything from five hundred billion on up. You know, Mm -hmm. for lost productivity from engagement, for example, and part of the problem they have with engagement is that people. Just, they're not, they're walking, they're going to work, they're just walking dead. They're not Mm -hmm. involved in what they're doing. The robots, yeah. I I think that, you know, you see different numbers. Gallup has it, certain Mm -hmm. numbers, and everybody's got their research, but uh, it's around... a. maybe a third of the workplace feels truly engaged and the rest doesn't.
0: So, uh, so it, a it, third, okay.
1: Yeah, which is, that's not, very, not good. very good. not very good, right? No. And a lot of the issues are based around people wanting more feedback. Not They don't even really know how their job uh, aligns with the overall corporate values. And so if we can get people asking questions right there, you're getting people better aligned, right? Yeah. But innovation's another, just a huge topic right now with AI, right? Right. So, if, if companies are looking for more innovative employees, the way to get that is to allow them to ask questions. A lot of people don't ask questions or look for uh, problems to, to even solve because uh-huh. they've been
0: shot down in the past. So Dan, is that why, or a big reason as to why you think employees aren't curious, it's because of a past experience? preventing them from experiencing that again.
1: There's a lot of things that we found, actually four things that we found really impact curiosity, your fear, assumptions, technology, and environment, which
0: FATE would be the acronym. Yes. So in the book, you talk about this FATE acronym, which is really Mm -hmm. telling. So tell us about it.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, Fear is a big factor. And if you're thinking that maybe you had a past bad experience, you might fear uh, uh, embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, There's so many things that Fear could encompass. But Something
0: unpleasant. Why would right. you want to experience it right. again? Or if yeah. somebody
1: shot you down right. in the past and you're thinking, I'm not doing that Completely. again, right? Uh, so there's fear, but there's also environment. So it's not just that it's going to be a negative, like you're afraid of it. It could be uh-huh. just you associate it with... Um, maybe as a child, your family wasn't interested in something and they just kind of pushed you this direction or your teachers didn't have time to teach that because they right. were teaching to the test or some other reason. So there's a lot of things that are environmental influences that could make somebody not be interested to even ask the question. They may think it's something boring because it was boring to them the last time right. that they looked into it. Yeah. And then maybe they didn't do it right, whatever they were researching. And, right. and there's so many reasons. But the assumptions are a big part of that as well because an assumption is, I'm not going to like this. I'm not going to be interested in it. You just you don't know what you don't know until you research it, and a lot of people just kind of stop at that point. Okay. And technology is you know technology does a lot of stuff for us. So sometimes either we're we can be afraid of technology, and then we don't even try to figure it out because it seems too overwhelming, or we don't even think to try to figure it out because it does it for us, mm. so.
0: And how did, where did these four components come from, this FATE acronym?
1: That was very challenging part for me with yeah. this, because I had to uh, do factor analysis and go back to all the statistics and training I had wow. it, throughout my education. So you, t- you tested on a bunch of people to make sure you're asking questions that determine these factors. So I uh, did a lot of different uh, research to st- send out different questions over years to try and get the questions that all aligned into the four different areas. And they all th- 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 started out asking people before I even did the research. I went on to LinkedIn and connected with leaders uh-huh. and just uh, On my show, I interview so many high-level executives, and I started asking people, you know, what held them back. And these four things they kind of fell into these four buckets. You know, they would call them slightly uh-huh. different things, but then you go, well, that's really a fear.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, I was, I'm curious. Um, uh, is there something that didn't fall into the buckets? Or is there stuff that was left behind? It would have been a longer acro- acronym, or did you find, <laughs> Diane, that everything seemed to— They into of these. Some of them overlapped.
1: You know, we did see, it could be fear of technology, for example, you know, so some, yeah. Yeah. So, which was a double whammy, right? A double whammy. Right. But in general, it was, the hardest part was to find the right questions to ask. Do you think
0: perhaps that a lack of curiosity is innate?
1: You're born with it? Well, you're born with it. And most people have, of course, very uh, high levels of curiosity as they're young, um, but if you look at the research around kindergarten age, it starts going down, you Ooh. know, and, and you're starting to have more rules, you know, the teachers are doing certain things, you yeah. know, that you, they have to keep you, you know, right. in a certain direction, and so we all have it, and it's all our reaction to the, the our environment and all the different ways. Some people can hold on to it better than others. You know, we all are born with different personalities, and I've studied personalities for years, and right. uh, uh, but I, I think that a lot of people have more conducive atmospheres for, for keeping their level of curiosity. And so that, that's why it's so right. fun to interview so many of the leaders on my show, because uh, like you, I get to speak to just unbelievable people. And you go, you just think to yourself, how did they get to be like this? And would right. they have different? And everybody's got a different story. Sometimes Completely. the negative thing could almost send them in a, like, I'll show them direction. Right. So you can't really say. A lot of it is yeah. cultural. It's life experience. It's tough. You can't say causation. You can look for correlations, but it's really
0: hard. You just said said something that's very interesting. You said that our curiosity starts to sort of wane. At, mm-hmm. Did you say kindergarten? Well it's you know about four to six in Interesting. that age, in that
1: wow. age group. And you know, we see that some people are able to be a little, you know, not as affected as much as others, but everybody does start to go down. And we think about it when you're a kid, you're asking why, why, why to yeah, everything. Right. And eventually somebody's gonna get a little annoyed by
0: that. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> I also think too, too I'm curious where your research took you because I, I would think that curiosity differs. In cultures and countries and parts of the globe, right? Oh, I mean, the curiosity here in the US may be different from a country in Asia or Africa. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, does this, what does this research, uh, you know, encompass? Well, it's primarily US research at this okay. point, but
1: we are expanding and we're adding each, you know, each year we do more and more research. And right. It's really fascinating just to imagine. see just the differences and even age groups and and, uh, generations, because I I talk to a lot of organizations about that. But I think that, it's, it's something that everybody could work on. Everybody right. could be more innovative. Everybody could be more engaged. Everybody could do all these things that we're, you know, it, if you go to any organization right now, they're hiring people as consultants and speakers to teach soft skills, emotional intelligence, uh, critical thinking. All yeah. those things are addressed in the book because that's what everybody's working on. And yeah. it all comes back to curiosity. Right. Because and, and, you know, curiosity gets you interested to even be motivated. So if you don't you can't even get to the next step if you don't start with curiosity. So that's what was interesting to me. And HBR just recently came out with a uh, a study where they were were saying, you know, this is the hot topic of the moment. And I really think you're gonna see a lot more uh, discussion about curiosity in the next few years, just like you did with emotional intelligence, which Hmm. I wrote my dissertation on emotional intelligence. And I I think it's really important. It's gonna continue to be important. But I think right now we need to add this into the mix because it ties into all the other areas. It's the core of everything. C-suite radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's WONDER made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash WONDER.
0: You talk about this FATE acronym. I think environment is so important. The first thing you know, we were talking earlier, the first mm-hmm. thing I thought of is why aren't workers curious? Because they're bored. Right, they're going to the mm-hmm. same, feel like a hamster, you know, mm-hmm. that hamster wheel metaphor, going to the same yeah. job every <laughs> right. day, uh-huh. the same itinerary. And mm-hmm. at some point, you know, I think it's up to the leaders the C-suite to in, you know, inject something new and invigorate and keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would think also though, that the onus is maybe on the company. Not just the worker. Right. To oh, be yes. curious, right? Because oh. they, they they're interconnected. Well, a lot of it,
1: you know, some companies actually give personality assessments and, and different things to make sure people are aligned well to their jobs. And you really have to uh, keep up with the communication. And a lot of organizations they get they get people in and they put them in a job, and then they don't even follow through to see if they're aligned right. properly. You might have, you know, with all the silos, you know, everybody's talking about the silo effects and. Yeah. and it, there's not enough crossover for people to even really know if they might like to do something different. And as you age, sometimes you wanna do something you didn't even know you wanted to do when you were younger. Right. So now we have, what, five generations in the workplace? I mean, we've never had so many different people of different ages. And and what might've interested me 20 years ago may be different now, and you just don't know until you explore your curiosity levels. And that's why I created the CCI, because it tells you where you stand in terms of fear, assumptions, technology right. and environment, and what kinds of things hold you back. Is it comp, com, uh, fear of competition, fear of failure, fear of different types of fear and different types of assumptions and different types of things. So when you take the assessment, it's gonna give you results that come back specific to your issues. And it allows you to create an action plan, which is the whole, the whole point. Because right. you could find out if you're curious or not, but what could, does that do you? You, you need to yeah, know. What do you do with it? Right. You need to know, what do I do with this? Am I curious? And in, in these areas, are they holding me back? And how can I fix it now that I know right. that?
0: Right. So you mentioned the assessment uh, and, and the most important thing is taking it. And now, you know, what do you do next? So mm-hmm. that said, who is this book for as you're writing it? Who is the target audience, Diane?
1: You know, anyone that is in the workplace really can benefit from this. I, I think that that a lot of people who are gonna read this are gonna be the C-suite, HR, and those types of individuals. But just like any book, even uh, the popular books about motivation and drive and those types of books, that's definitely the market for this. But I'd like to see a lot of consultants, HR, and and leaders really take a focus on this because I think that I would like to see, just like they give emotional intelligence tests throughout all organizations, now a lot of organizations, I should say, they could give the CCI and find out just where it fits in with their engagement surveys, their emotional intelligence assessments, and it'd be
0: part of that whole plan that they have. CCI, Curiosity Code Index. Right. Um, well, the book is really terrific. You did mention earlier your show. We mm-hmm. didn't even get to your background because a lot of people are probably wondering what Who makes you she? qualify. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I know a lot about curiosity. How uh-huh. do you know so much? So you mentioned a show, which real quickly right. tell our viewers. Right. I have a, a nationally syndicated radio
1: show. Amazing. And yes, and I have uh, amazing guests, everybody from Steve Forbes to wow. Jeffrey Hazlett. Yeah, have, we know have, him. Been, yes, okay. have been on my show. Uh, I interview just world thought leaders, and it is something that really helped add to this book because every conversation I have, just how you we have these conversations, you learn something from sure. everybody you meet. So I incorporated a lot of that information into the book, uh, but my background, I used to uh, teach quite a bit. I was MBA program chair at Forbes School of Business, and I've worked in a lot of different organizations where I have a lot of background in behavior. And so my PhD is in business management. And uh, as I said, I wrote my uh, dissertation on emotional intelligence, which kind of led to my interest in personality assessments. And that just kind of was a natural to this, because I started to interview all these people and started to wonder, why are these people more curious and not these people? Right.
0: No, it's fascinating Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And just your background is so impressive, but there really is a market for curiosity. Um, and it's terrific. We barely scratched the surface, which is good. I was hoping to make viewers, viewers curious, you know, what's at the core of the book. Um, but congratulations. And, um, Hopefully, this can become a trend.
1: I, I really foresee that we're going to see a lot about curiosity and yeah. innovation, and uh, I think it's perfect timing for it.
0: Yeah. All right. We look forward to the fifth book. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Diane. Thank you. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Best Seller TV.